everybody, and welcome to another episode of Yeah, We Read It. Uh, my name is Laura. I am one of your hosts. And my name is Maggie. I am the other host. And if you couldn't tell by us introducing ourselves, we are best friends who host this podcast, and we are also reading the Gossip Girl series right now, and we are on book eight. We are on book eight, Nothing Can Keep Us Together. Very exciting. I am recording this live from the Gossip Girl City itself, New York. Oh my gosh, you should be on the steps of the Met right now. They go there a lot in this book. Oh my god, I should. It does smell like cigarette smoke and weed everywhere you go. Very um, avant-garde. Very je ne sais quoi, if you will. Je ne sais quoi. Yes, Um, that's where I'm at. By the time this podcast comes out, I will be done with my 20s. I'll be a 30-year-old yeah. virgin. episode. A 30-year-old virgin. I think that's how it should be. Like, if you roll into the next decade not having sex, no plans to have sex, do you become a new virgin in that decade? I feel like after you, you only, like, re, re-virginize yourself after, like, a certain time length. Okay. Um, Like, I feel like it's not like, oh, I haven't had sex in, like, three months, I'm a virgin. I feel like it'd be like, I haven't had sex in five years, I'm a virgin again. Okay. Well, um, we'll and see. And I think it'd also be a personal choice if you wanted to be a virgin again. Because I guess if you wanted to, you could just say that you are. I don't want to hold you back, Maggie. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I genuinely feel like that's something they, like, preached in the Bible. They were like, you can just forgive and repent. So maybe, okay, so I'll turn 30. I'll go to confession. I'll be like, I was on one for a while. And then then the priest will be like, virgin again. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so many churches in New York, I'm sure. So you could just walk right into one, repent, yes. and say, um, Father, make me, make me, make me a baby again. Yep. Can't wait. Perfect. Um, so it sounds like we can't keep you together with your virginity. So nothing can keep you and your virginity together. Nothing can keep me from those pearly white gates of being, being <laughs> just a saint again. Uh, well, uh, nothing can keep us together. I, once again... As I start off every episode, not sure where the last book ended. These books, like, more so than any other series we've read, have blurred together so much. It has been crazy. And it's like, we've been reading these books quickly and churning out episodes. And the fact that, like, I'm sitting before you, having recorded this other episode only days ago, I'm like... What the fuck happened? It, like, yeah. in that book, I'm even looking at my notes saying, what the fuck happened in this book? Like, nothing feels permanent. <laughs> I'm sure our audience loves, like, hearing yeah. this wash and repeat, <laughs> uh, rinse and repeat cycle that we are on of being, like, three years of being, like, I don't remember the last book. But sometimes I do. I mean, the Sun Valley sometimes. book was fun. Oh, uh, my gosh. Everything Hunger Games, we were like, this is what happened last time. Oh, this is where we're at. Uh, what a blast. Don't even get me started. Can't wait till we get it to a new dystopian book again. But but big thing of last book that I do remember as we were talking is that Serena and Nate were found hooking up in the bathtub by Blair. Blair got into Yale. She really wanted to tell someone. And lo and behold, what did she find? Uh, lo, lo and behold, she found uh, her, her boyfriend and her best friend, limb to limb tangled in a tub and going at it and yikes what a what a bad way to like end um your senior year (laughs) bad way um so they ended it kind of on graduation is coming up that's where we start with this the senior girls, they've kind of cut first period. They're going to shop at this fashion drop for a graduation gown, which has to be white. Yeah. They all got to wear white. Exactly. And Blair, notably, is not there with Sabrina. She has um, went back to her old gossipy friends, like Isabel, Katie, those people that we hardly hear from. Mm-hmm. And as they're all sifting through dress- dresses, who walks in hand in hand, but Nate and Serena, who have shown up together, and we learn that they've really um, kind of went with their um, illicit affair, and they're together. And we also learn that Nate can't get it up <laughs> right now. 
It seems misery loves company because you know when you start a bit that a whole room is not enjoying. Maybe it's a little yeah. offensive. Maybe it's tone deaf. You're not reading it well and then you double down because you're uncomfortable. That's exactly why they are dating. That's yeah. That's the like, relationship. It, they were like, we fucked up. Let's stay together. Like that was that was like the, the logic there. And I can't believe one of them wasn't like, this was a mistake. Let's not. They are seemingly trying to stick out dating to not upset Blair because they think that in their mind, oh, if we date, that shows that the hookup didn't mean anything. That makes it so much worse. (laughs) Yeah, we discussed this prior to the podcast, but I asked Laura if I hooked up with her boyfriend, um, would it be better if I doubled down and dated? And we both agreed. That'd be crazy. Yeah, if you went from like, okay, you drunkenly make out with him at a party to like, sorry, we're dating now. I'd be like, what? (laughs) Wild. So insane. that's what they're going to do. And cherry on top of all of that pain, it seems like Serena might also have been nominated for senior speaker, which Blair really wants. Yeah. And she's trying to address Blair kind of telling her that she's like senior speaker like carrying on like nothing happened and Blair's just trying to get out of there Blair like will not put up with any energy from Serena at all and like for some reason Serena's like thinking like I can bridge this gap that's between us right now by just making normal conversation it's like Serena no that is not how you damage control um and also during this, Nate is smoking outside with a um, security officer. And we learned that his plot line, this book, is that he has been crying a lot lately, in addition to the fact that he can't get it up, which I think um, from stealing a boat to last for, in last book to going from like he's just really emotional is really a night and day plot, plot synopsis for him. I would love to know how much Pisces and Cancer is in his birth chart because the amount of crying wow. he does in this book, his Mercury's got to be in one of those. <sighs> him and Serena kind of fool around in a cab on the way to school. But again, like Laura said, not much comes of it because uh, he is flaccid and sad. <laughs> <laughs> he is flaccid. Wait for it. And he's sad. <laughs> you know, fellas, is it is it sad to be flaccid, I guess? We also learned that Vanessa is still with Aaron, which was a pairing we were really excited about last book. And they're so all they're so different that they're now thinking about skipping graduation and that could be a fun thing for them. They could just drive to the Grand Canyon. So that seems like an option. Yes. Aaron has also shaved his head to match Vanessa's, which is yeah, you know creepy. I picture them, they, they they just always wear black turtlenecks and walk side by side together, so they just look like um, the blue man group without the blue faces. Yeah, it's kind of like the longer you're in a relationship, there's that whole myth that you start to look like your partner. He just wanted to expedite the process. Yeah, yeah, you really should start looking like your partner day one. That's how love lasts. Exactly. And <gasps> Vanessa's frumpy, non-shaven head ex, Dan, he... Honestly, Dan's fine. He's nominated for senior speaker, too, by the whole class. It seems like it's a bit of a joke, though. Yeah, it seems like it's default because, like, Dan's, like, the English nerd. Yeah. Um, But Dan's like, whatever, I'll write a fucking speech. Um, And there's a rumor going around Dan's school that Vanessa's about to get dumped by Aaron. Um, And Dan, who loves troubled women and damaged women, decides that this could be the thing he needs to get, you know, back in Vanessa's good graces. Um, And so he calls her just to, like, check in and see how things are. And they end up just kind of being friends again, which, which, you know, seems nice. I read this thinking, like, oh, it's nice that they'll be just friends, but things get much worse in this book. I couldn't read the tone of the shared I misses, yeah. miss you's because to yeah. me, I, I thought it was flirting, but I wasn't sure. Jenny and Rufus, we move on to them. They are showing up at Hanover Academy in New Hampshire because what happened in the last book was Jenny was mm-hmm. kicked out of Constance Billard. She is touring all of these academies she wants to go to, and the minute Rufus leaves there, she's unbuttoning her shirt. She's trying to suss out her next boyfriend. Wow, wow. Because this is the um, boarding school Serena went to. I don't know if you just said that. Um, Mm -hmm. So she's like, I'm going to be Serena 2.0 here. And um, her tour guide immediately bails on her because she needs to study, and she's like, whatever i'll go find the other hotties and give myself a tour and she immediately picks up that the vibe at hanover 
is nothing like what she expected. She was expecting like all the hot people having fun, giggling, goofing, having a blast. She's not looking at this for school. She's looking at this for pure um, social um, status. And she ends up talking to a girl in a dorm and learns that Serena with her party reputation ended up kind of destroying the school's reputation. So now there's a huge crackdown on um on everything. Every rule is in place now. <laughs> yeah, so she's not really into this school. She's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, she says, this school's just a school. This sucks. <laughs> Yeah, which, I mean, like, it seems like they have a high placement uh, yeah. for where their people go, but whatever. Whatever. She goes home with Rufus. Dan, meanwhile, is getting spammy emails about a potential college internship, um, which feels relatable as someone looking for a job right now mm-hmm. and, you know, being like, I'll read an administrative assistant position that's $75 mm-hmm. an hour and it's based in Mumbai. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is for me. Well, it was a legitimate internship with a professor at his college, so it was going to be like a good. It was going to be a good thing. It did end. It did up, end up being that way. But oh, did the, you read it as spammy? I thought it was just like, oh, this is the internship. Yes, that's so funny. I read it as spam. Maybe LinkedIn, that's so funny. LinkedIn has my walls up. I don't know. What can I <laughs> like say? You have to learn to linked LinkedIn again. <laughs> I know. Uh, his ex girlfriend Vanessa though is having into Aaron physically not really emotionally it seems though yeah yeah no it's like I'm I was kind of surprised that you know Vanessa has been like kind of like something's off with Aaron because like he's clearly very hot and they have really fun sex and they seem to like a lot of the same things um yeah so weird but they all they decide to hang out Dan and Vanessa and Vanessa shows him like this little rooftop that she found that she had access to in her building and Dan immediately is, of course, jealous that Vanessa is having sex um, with someone else that's not him um, and kind of starts hitting on her. And then she starts kissing him and then they have sex on the roof. And we're all like, whoa, she's dating Aaron. Yeah. The other fun thing about them having sex on the roof is sometimes there will be a little add-in from Sicily about how, like, other people around are watching them in New York City, Um, which is kind of wild. But they're having sex now. Yeah, this book's very (laughs) (laughs) pro-voyeurism. It really is. Graduation dress shopping is still going on. Blair hasn't really found anything in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. Um, so she's heading home. She hears Vanessa having loud sex on the roof because... And she's like... Yeah. yeah, and she's like, it's she's always having sex with Aaron. What else is new? Um, and she's like, I need to get out of here. So she calls Chuck to come pick her up and decides she's moving out. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, after this conversation, v- Vanessa is downstairs and is like, what do you mean you're moving out? And Blair's like, I decided to move out. And then Blair sees Dan behind her and his little boxer shorts. And that's when Blair realizes Vanessa's getting it, getting it in with uh, with more than one person right now. <laughs> and you would think she'd be a little upset at Vanessa that this is her stepbrother, but it doesn't really seem no. like it matters. Yeah. They kind of have a teary goodbye of, like, moving out, no longer roommates. Um, and Blair's off to the ritzy Yale Club Hotel to, yeah. to live. Hey, yeah, I would love to live in a hotel. Um, Serena, um, has, like, a one-on-one with her teacher in this next scene, and it, this, this, this scene was weird, because her teacher is, like, telling her, like, oh, you should want to speak at graduation, and Serena's like, I really don't, because in Serena's mind, if she bows out of being senior speaker, she'll be friends with Blair again, and then it turns into her teacher very much hitting on her, and, like, Serena talks about just, like, kind of, like, letting him kiss her on the cheek to, like, not make things weird or anything like that. And it's very, very uncomfortable. It's really random to have this in here. Um, It's not unheard of at the time. I mean, you look at Pretty Little Liars. They had Ezra Mm -hmm. and Arya um, together. And I'm sure there's other teacher plots, actually, that come out of that era of time. But to um, throw it in to a book and then, like, not expand on it i'm not saying you should have the plot line period but if you're gonna do that it's like hey you're already kind of pushing the lines you should probably see it out i don't know yeah yeah so yeah it felt very weird that this happened and it just like didn't 
become something that like Serena told somebody about or anything like that. It was it just was very uncomfortable and and weird. Especially because she is um, clearly uncomfortable uh, yeah. by it. She doesn't even seem like she's doing it. Uh, and usually, you know, Serena's a person who's been painted as doing everything of her own uh, volition. So it's mm. like, wow, that's crazy. Whoa. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that scene was like wild for me. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, we have a, a nice scene after this, kind of, I guess, that's a little, <laughs> a little funny, a little, like, comedic relief. Nate is drinking with his buddies in a goodbye ritual at his school gym, and he's like, why, let's put on our thinking cap, nate Rooney. How are we gonna get it up with Serena? And he remembers this little rumor about the coach having Viagra, so he... Sneaks on down to the coach's office, and he just kind of steals some Viagra. Which is like, also, why is the coach bringing Viagra to school? Isn't that something you keep at home? But anyway, Nate pockets his Viagra. He also does have a little, like, little cry moment at this party, too. So after his little cry fest, he's like, it's pill time. Um... And then we enter on Blair, who is um, now staying at the Yale Club, and she's getting the tour, and like, here's your room, miss. And she almost immediately meets a very hot guy in the elevator, and he is British, and he is a lord, and his name is Marcus. And he just graduated Yale, baby. That's a triple threat. We have harold bass chuck's cousin makes a appearance i think in the show he is his uncle but again chuck is not really a character in the books whatsoever anyways chuck's cousin is giving jenny a tour at university number two crouton crouton if you can call this a tour yeah this is insane he's like yeah nah we're not gonna go on the tour Let's go instead to this little pool party where people are just taking ecstasy. Yeah. And it's like they're it's like in the woods, there's a pond, they're gonna just like take off their shirts and do ecstasy. Um and Jenny, who is so into being this party girl, decides to not fucking party and do drugs. Lame. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but she does take her shirt off because they're all like, let's all take our shirts off and like rub our skin on each other because they're rolling yeah um and uh the moment she takes her shirt off headmaster is streamlining into the woods and he busts him and he's pissed yeah he's like really upset in general at jenny um and dismisses her saying she's like not crouton material um so she has to take a car home despite the fact that it's like he shows up he seems chill that they're all doing ecstasy and like kind of maybe he wants to hang out with the kids and then he flips the switch yeah i was like whatever jenny you know what you're better than this you don't want to go right. to right you're better off um meanwhile aaron he's he's on his way to vanessa's his girlfriend's and vanessa realizes she's kind of into um being with both aaron and dan and Aaron not knowing about Dan and Dan knowing about Aaron. So she's kind of learning the things about herself. Yeah, they uh, canoodle in the shower. I think after she's yeah. just hooked up with Dan. Yeah. Which honestly, like, hot. Uh, if This is kind of like the horniest book we've had. Like, there's a lot of sex in this book. I wouldn't do it now in my big old age. But I think when you're, like, a teen, and I'm not promoting being mean, but I think you have a little bit of leeway of being a, a, a bit of a horrible person. Oh, I mean, it's, this is a high school relationship. Like, I like I don't hold this against Vanessa. I'm not like, oh, my God, how could she? I'm like, she's known Aaron for a very short amount of time. And Dan is always readily available conveniently when Vanessa does not want him. So, yeah, yeah. I think you should be allowed to make mistakes. Hilariously, um, today I was having a conversation with my boyfriend from uh, when I was 21 <gasps> who I dated briefly shortly, and we both agreed that the year that uh, college and the year that we dated, you just be nicer to yourself. You're gonna make mistakes, and you're gonna yeah, have some fun. Have some fun. Have two boyfriends have sex on a roof. Yeah, I had two boyfriends at once, and I'm friends with one of them now. So you know what? Go at the very least, you'll get one friend out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get one friend. <laughs> 
So anyways, Vanessa is living the time of her life. She's just canoodled in the shower and she's editing this college interview film. She's really living the life of an artist right now. She's like editing her documentary. She's hooking up with guys left and right. Was working little, on her art, living in Brooklyn. A little confused by the interviewing or editing the film because I thought last book they said that it was in Kane's Festival. This No, so that was her um, War and Peace short film that was in the film festival. Oh, okay. This is her documentary that she was also working on a book or two ago about the college application process. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan, rightfully so, turns down the weird cryptic internship he keeps getting emailed about. Oh, yeah. And he starts writing, oh gosh, he starts writing poems about love. Yeah, so the internship is like, oh, Dan, so excited to tell you that I'm working on a book of sex poems. And we're like going to be like, yeah, Dan's having sex. That's going to be awesome. And he's like, wait a minute. I can't go to an internship for the summer. Vanessa's going to be here this summer. And I also can't go to Washington for school because Vanessa's not going to be in Washington for school. So he's immediately delusional. They had sex once on a rooftop and he's like, we're endgame. Um, and he's in love with her again. Yikes, he is a serial killer. He's awful. I know, he's insane. There's no consistency there. No. On the plus side, Blair is the senior speaker now because Ooh. Serena backed out, which Blair confronts her about because she kind of overhears people being like, well, mm. Serena backed out. That's the only reason Blair got it. But who fucking cares because Lord Marcus is here to show up after school. They're kissing as Nate pulls up. Get it, Blair. Honestly, Blair Blair was doing power moves this book. She just found herself like 20-something-year-old rich English guy to make out with her and hang out with at her hotel that she's living at. Awesome. Yeah. And they are, you know, they're just, they're flying high into the sky as Nate yeah, and Serena are. are headed to Bergdorf's. Yeah, because they, they still got to find Serena a dress. And, of course, the main thing Serena and Nate have in common is their association with Blair. Uh, so they're talking about Blair's new guy uh, while Serena's looking at a white suit because she's like, wouldn't a white suit for graduation look cool? And Nate's just popped a Viagra at the Bergdorf's. Yeah, so he opens the dressing room. Uh, Serena's, like, thinking he's going to give her dress advice. Um, but he's just, like, ready to go. And they just, they fuck in the dressing room. Yeah, and at one point, like, one of the, uh, like, associates walks in, sees them fucking, and then is like, you two kids have fun. Yeah, he's, like, a little <gasps> bit mad about it, but he's like, I mean, ultimately, the Vanderwoodsons, they spend so much money here. What am I going to yeah. do? What are you going to do? You got to let them fuck in there on top of all of your product because they like made like a bed of of graduation dresses. Oh, what, um, what can't rich white kids do, you know? You know, um, I guess get it up without Viagra. Am I right? Oh, that was good. That was good. That was good. Oh, that was good. Um, but uh, this is steamy scene uh, takes a bit of a, a bit of a pitter patter downfall because Nate immediately starts crying after they have sex. Um, and not in like a, like it was so good way, but like in like a, I have a lot of feelings right now way. <laughs> um, so it was, it was kind of like a, oh boy, the Viagra didn't cure him. <laughs> oh jeez, I caramba. I caramba. Opposite Serena's Bergdorf's, Blair is shopping at Oscar de la Renta and he's there. Oscar de la Renta is just there. Yeah, he's a character in the Gossip Girl book. Yes, Oscar de la Renta is canon the same way that it's canon. Prince showed up in the New Girl sitcom. I was reading about that today. That's why I bring that up. That's crazy. That's crazy. And Lord Marcus knows Oscar de la Renta. Ooh. Yeah, and coincidentally enough, Blair is also looking at a white graduation suit because wouldn't that be different? And I assume like we're supposed to think like, wow, maybe Blair and Serena will work things out after all because they're both looking at suits for graduation. But I didn't think that personally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that it's just government mandated that they wear white to the graduation yeah, day. Exactly. Uh, Jenny is talking to Elise because she is like, I just can't with any of these universities, these mm. academies. I don't like any of them. And she figures out that Waverly Academy is like the last boarding school she could feasibly apply to. It's like an art boarding school. So she's going to send some of her painting to them. Um, all of her paintings of Nate she destroyed a few books yeah. ago. So she needs to, like, start from scratch. Though. Yeah. 
Um, we also get a little bit of a Gossip Girl check-in here. We learned that Ken Mogul, that director from a few books ago who was really interested in Vanessa's work, uh, he is remaking Breakfast at Tiffany's to basically be like a teen movie now, and it's going to be called Breakfast at Fred's. Um, and then we also get a weird moment here because people write into Gossip Girl with each of her posts, and Nate's coach writes into Gossip Girl about how someone stole his Viagra. And it's like, I feel like... How insane it would be to be like, mm, my Viagra's missing. Clearly somebody on the lacrosse team stole it. Like, I didn't misplace it. Or maybe I just didn't have as much as I thought I did. So I thought that was really insane. I mean, I've met people like that. My mom, who just <laughs> knows knows when anything is moved. And it is, like, horrifying. I wonder if that's a trait that you get when you're older. Like, she can maybe. tell when my dad reorganizes the spice rack. Yeah, but would she know if, like, because your mom's a teacher, would she know if one of her preschoolers stole her Viagra? I will literally, I will text her right <gasps> now, and I will tell you guys if she responds. Um, Perfect. I'll say, would Because, you? like, that's, this is the insane logic to me, because it's like, again, like, if you're going to work, you're, you're lugging your Viagra around clearly through your day-to-day. You could have left it at the grocery store. You could have left it at the bank. You just... Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways that... Okay, my mom has yeah. been texted. We'll see. I did text Unless her. Unless you have a security camera in your office, I don't believe this plot line. Um, I guess we'll see. More to come if my mom is on More to come. We're asking a real live teacher <laughs> on the air. <laughs> um, Vanessa is editing her film when Dan makes a special surprise appearance. They go up to the roof. Um, he reads her a poem, gives her some wine. Oh, and this is when they fuck while Aaron yeah. shows up downstairs. Yeah, so I love this because, like, Dan shows up unannounced, and Vanessa's, like, a little irritated, but, like, yeah, she'll fuck him. So she leaves a note on the door for Aaron that she, like, went across the street to pick up her laundry, and she literally, like, just goes up to the roof, and Dan's, like, trying to be romantic, and, like, isn't this so cool that we have this little space on the roof? And she's like, yeah, 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 let's, let's do this and get it over with. I've got things to do. And she kicks Dan out right after, and I thought it was amazing. I think that's so hot. I mean, if you got a schedule, just a, yeah. a quick uh, pump and dump. It's a dick appointment, not a dick life line you know it's not yeah it's not a dick ted talk don't tell me exactly it's it's not a it's not a dick you know 90 minute feature film it's it's an appointment no yeah exactly yeah listen to us listen to us on that yeah it is breakfast at tiffany ripoff day otherwise known as breakfast (laughs) at fred's which is like a cafe inside of tiffany's restaurant yeah that's what they said. I don't know if that's, like, real, but that's what they said yeah, I guess. in the book. Blair is the first one in line because, of course, she is. Serena. Mm-hmm. Overachiever. No, good for her. Serena shows up, too. And Serena shows up with Nate. And this is where Blair kind of realizes she's over it. She's got a hotter version of Nate. Yeah. He's a lord. Um, Who cares? Yeah. And um, they're, like, obviously all awkwardly standing in line next to each other. And, like, Lord Marcus and Blair are like, hey, do you guys want to, like, get drinks afterwards? So we're like, okay, maybe, like, Blair's, like, just, like, over it and can move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, which I did write down, which ex of mine would you be fine seeing me? Wait, which ex of mine would you be fine seeing me on a double date with? Like, of yours. Okay, oh, so you want an ex of mine that you go on a date with. So, like, which, I know what ex of mine I would be okay seeing you on a double date with. Got it. Okay, so an ex of mine. You have to, you have to answer in code. I wrote down, I wouldn't mind seeing you with Looney Tunes. I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> oh, God. There's a lot I wouldn't mind seeing you with. I, I don't. One that would hurt, like, enough would well, not hurt enough but you know like you'd be like oh kind of shocked but okay it's okay <sighs> that's really hard i feel like um i feel like my my like um ex-boyfriend like the guy i was actually dating for a year socks. the one that you what socks yeah socks okay yeah that was that would be the one that would be like shocking to me because i would be like Maggie, why? You didn't like him, nor did I. He was awful. Okay. Um, yeah, and he also was so boring that I'd be like, what do you what do you even like there? I don't know. I mean, I'm having a mental health crisis right now, so maybe I could. Hey, I think he is somewhere that is not Chicago, so you could find him. 
All right, Socks, if you listen to our podcast, you should probably know what that nickname is for you at this Calling point. Calling him Socks. Oh, my gosh. You know, that's you amazing. know. I know, and I, like, forgot about that. I was like, nickname, nickname, and I was like, Socks. It has to be Socks. That was hilarious. So uh, they are going on a – they are going to go on a double date. They, they do ha- give their acting performances as Holly – Audrey Hepburn's character in Breakfast at Tiffany's. I think it sounds like Blair gives a great performance in terms mm-hmm. of the sticking to the original content. Yeah. And then it's Serena's turn, and it seems like Ken kind of wants a tall blonde, which doesn't bode well for Blair. Because she is not a tall blonde. No. Yeah. Serena does okay. He asks for another take of her, so that could mean anything. And the camera lady whispers something about her or to her about a second audition, which, like, Blair doesn't hear, but she's dying to know what the secret is that Serena just got. Uh, yeah, so it doesn't, doesn't bode well for little old Blair. But they're going to go to the Yale Club after. They're going to have some little drinks and have some fun in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of pair off. So Serena and Blair are hanging out one-on-one, and Nate and Lord Marcus are hanging out one-on-one. And Serena does the worst possible opening in this hangout. Like, the first time they're truly hanging out one-on-one, the olive branch is extended, and Serena tells Blair that she thinks she's in love with Nate. And it's like, no! Oh, my God. No! Like, I would be so mad. Blair keeps her cool, which, hats off to her. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she's been dealing with uh, Serena's bullshit for so long that nothing must phase her anymore, you know? Because I feel like even from Serena's point of view, when she talks about it, she's kind of looking for a reaction in a little bit that makes it seem like Blair cares. Like, I feel like they're mm-hmm. both shooting themselves in the foot because Serena's, like, too afraid to, like, ask if Blair, like, cares about the things that she's doing or cares about her. Mm-hmm. And then Blair is, like, I don't trust you. Why would I yeah. give you intimacy? Exactly. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Which, but I don't know. It, that roll. can happen. Miscommunication. Exactly. But um, Lord Marcus and Nate hanging out in his room, smoking a little J. And Lord Marcus is like, man, you're going to love it on the, the Yale lacrosse team. I played lacrosse. And um, Nate ends up crying here, too, um, about things. Um, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of also getting that from microdosing Viagra, he was having a bit of withdrawal on the double date. Oh, he was maybe. like, I really missed the Viagra. So maybe it's that. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But um, he does tell Nate that he wants to bring Blair to the UK for the summer. So that's when Nate's like, whoa, whoa, I'm losing her. I know. There does get a rumor going around this time, though, that Lord Marcus is in a arranged marriage back home. Ugh. Which is That doesn't bode well for Blair either. I know. Um... Meanwhile, our delusional guy, Dan, um, and he wants to show Vanessa that he loves her. So instead of taking one of his exams, he's writing poems in his exam book, um, which is an, a great idea. <laughs> yeah, Dan is doodling in his exam. Jenny is freaking out during hers because she still doesn't know where she's going to school next year. Blair yeah. is finishing Serena's exam for her, which is... Which is too nice. Way too nice. Way too nice. Um, and we are back at Vanessa's place where she's kind of getting ready for graduation. But mm-hmm. Dan does this thing in this book where he will, like, slip messages under her door being like, I'm upstairs. Yeah. I'm up on the roof right now. Like, I'm. it's basically, he's just desperate for intimacy and it's gross. Yeah, so, I I mean, they, they're gonna have sex. They're gonna yeah, do it. Yeah, so she's, she shows up on the roof wearing the white graduation dress that Blair got her for graduation, and Dan says the cringiest thing of, like, wow, this is how I always envisioned, envisioned you looking like on our wedding day. And it's like, ew, buddy, we're in high school, and we're literally just having casual sex right now. Yeah, I know, and their graduation day is literally, like, tomorrow. It's the it's the day that they graduate high school why would you be thinking about marriage yeah calm down well graduation day arrives serena Mm -hmm. and vanessa they're both missing which blair is like really stressing out about when she shows up she can't find them yeah so she's like man my my two besties aren't here that's a bummer but she does get up to do her speech she's like nevertheless the show must go on because she's a consummate professional Mm -hmm. she kind of sails through her speech with no bumps 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, Blair Blair's an overachiever. Of course, she has a good speech. Uh, we also check in with Nate's graduation, and he sees that in the graduation program, there's an asterisk next to his name, and his diploma is listed as pending. So that's that's not going to be a good one for our guy, Nate. Yeah, he's freaking out about it. His dad is pretty mad at him, um, and dads are about to be mad all around the world because Dan, in his senior speech, announces that he actually might not do college. That's like his whole speech is about him not doing yeah. college. Like, I picture, like, because we only get, like, a blip of the end of his speech. I picture this speech was, like, a babbling mess about how he's just, like, hooking up with Vanessa on the rooftops and love is what I want and I have love right now and that's all I need and I've decided to quit everything else. Yeah. So I imagine they're just watching a madman up on stage um, talking about throwing his entire life away for this girl that he's just hooking up with on a rooftop. Yeah, I don't think you're that far off of that. Um, Rufus is really upset about this and Jenny's kind of reconciling with the fact that maybe her family's falling apart right now. Like, her and Dan aren't really talking because of still from the raves drama of her being the front man, like, last book, two books ago, I don't remember. And Jenny's also like, I still don't know about school, and now Dan isn't going. This sucks. Can't be good. Um, Aaron comes to get Vanessa to do their skip graduation road trip plan, Um, but he immediately is like, hey, I know what's going on, Vanessa. I'm not a fucking idiot. I like you. I'm going to go on this trip alone. Um, and I know about Dan, and I'll drive you to graduation if you want. So kind of a n- nice ending for them. Yeah, I thought that was that was very nice. And like, it's thank, very mature. Thank God she goes because she won the Georgia O'Keeffe Award for creative yeah. writing. Yeah. Um, and she does catch the end of Blair's speech. So like, still kind of a good friend. The ending's the best part. Serena's name does get called at graduation, and she shows up like on the at the nick of time. Um, yeah. She shows up when Blair's name is called, and she's right after Blair, but unfortunately she is in the same outfit as her. Yikes. They wore the same suit. Yeah. That's not looking not good. good. No, and what's worse is at Nate's graduation, his lacrosse coach corners him and is like, I figured out somehow that you stole all my Viagra, and that's why your diploma is pending. And it's like, I don't think that's how things work. Um, but okay, and the only way for Nate to get his diploma is for him to work on Coach's house in the Hamptons for the summer, which again, I don't think you can use hard labor to award a child a, gra- uh, a diploma. So like, again, this feels insane. Yeah, it feels like there should be something against blackmail. Yeah. With teachers mm. and students. Mm, you'd think, but who knows? Yeah, but that's going to be Nate's plot for the next book. Rufus is pretty upset neither of his kids are going to school maybe next year and at dinner Jenny gets a call that a spot at Waverly opened up and it's actually hers if she wants it so good news for the Humphreys so so good news for Rufus he's got one out of two going to school next year one out of two um uh, there is also a graduation party going on at the Yale Club because Blair was like, wow, what a great place to have a graduation party. And at the party, Lord Marcus gives Blair a necklace and he invites her to England uh, for the summer. And Blair's like, yes, absolutely. I am interested in that. Um, but immediately after, Blair finds out that Serena got the part in the movie. And Blair's like, well, that was kind of a letdown after this very nice moment I just had. Blair's had a lot of like highs in this book with an immediate just like punch to the stomach afterwards i know she also gets it in her mind that by going to london he's definitely proposing to her which i kind of love her delusion see blair's healthy delusion and dan's unhealthy delusion yeah um serena gets the part blair's upset i i did kind of think though that i was like maybe it's kind of nice i mean i don't like serena getting everything but if she wants to act in the future i was like it does make sense that she's yeah. going to get it more than, like, I guess Blair, who doesn't really seem like she cares that much about acting. Exactly. Yeah. No, and Serena did some, like, has talked about wanting to be an actor for a few books now, so it does make sense with her character. Yeah. I get it. Um, Nate, he goes and asks Blair to talk, and he gives her a sweater that she gave him back, which feels a little weird to me. It's just like, buddy, it's just a sweater. Um, 
Yeah, she seems, like, so over it, because he gives her the green sweater of his that she gave him that had the little heart pendant in it, and she says, why can't he just give me a boring Tiffany bracelet to congratulate me for graduating? Like, it doesn't even cross her mind that this is, like, a letting her go thing. She thinks it's, like, a graduation gift. She's like, thank you, be normal. Yeah, yeah, literally. She's like, what is with this? Just give me, like, give me a gift card, honestly. Um, And... Uh, Vanessa is drunk at this party. She is drunk very quickly. Love this for her. And she goes up to tell Dan that she's helping Ken, uh, mogul on the film this summer that Serena's working on, and she's really excited. And Dan was like, well, this was going to be a moment I was going to tell Vanessa that I'm in love with her forever, and I gave up my entire life for her. Um, so he's like, great, perfect opportunity. And then he tells Vanessa that he deferred Evergreen, uh, and that he loves her. And Vanessa just says she's going to go dance with Serena. (laughs) Yeah, she is just like, why are you doing that? Don't do that. And after he's like, I love you, she tickles him, which I think is so Amazing, funny. a power move. And then she leaves. Tickling. And then she goes, yeah, she goes to dance with her friend. That's awesome. I love that her hobbies this book are just absolute vodka and sex. Literally. That's, that's what I wanted when we started the Gossip Girl series. And I'm glad we got there after eight books. Um, God, incredible. He also, like, <laughs> during this point, he's, like, reciting a Pablo Neruda poem and trying to, like, kneel in front of her. And if I was really drunk, I would also stress out and try to make light of the moment by tickling my boyfriend. Yeah, I would absolutely run off to go dance with someone, too. I'd be like, oh, my friends are calling me. Bye. Nate, in a moment of being pretty relatable, is having an existential crisis thinking he yeah. peaked. Um, yeah. And he's crying again, which and is he fair. wrong? Probably not. He he doesn't really apply himself. So it would be so wild to think you peaked at eighteen. It's like, come on, dude. Like literally, I know so many people that are like, man, I like I I used to go to high school like with people, and when I would go to like um home from college, people would be like, man, I just really miss like high school, and I'd be like why like high school was awful i would never go back like like you're you're still too young to be that nostalgic about being young you know yeah it's like it's it's not like you're like 60 hanging out with your high school friends being like wasn't wasn't high school like so fun when we were young and things weren't this different and it's just like i feel like the thing you're nostalgic about when you're older is just like your body worked a little bit better you know (laughs) yeah exactly nate chill out Chill out. It seems like there's about to be an offering on a plate for Nate to have a pretty good time, though, because Jenny's kind of <laughs> thinking she wants to lose her virginity. So she starts talking to Nate and laying it on thick. She's like, I got ecstasy. And he's like, oh, we're flirting. Um, And she proposes. She's like, hey, may I float your way, perhaps, uh, a fucking in the bathroom? A <laughs> oh, goodness, monsieur. Would you like a quick fuck in the bathroom? And he's like, ooh, wee, wee. So they are off to the loo to um, do and, number and three. Like, I was kind of excited for this scene. I was like, man, they're both going to do drugs and make out. That's cool. But then Jenny, Jenny just gives Nate drugs, and she's completely sober. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. This feels kind of like you're taking advantage of him now. Yeah, that was crazy. Because to me, I thought they were going to split the pill. Yeah, the that's tab. what they talked about. And then they didn't. It was weird. I got really stressed out because at the moment that they agreed to go to the bathroom, Blair is in the bathroom overhearing people gossiping about how Lord Marcus isn't a lord and that he's in an arranged marriage. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no. what? And then what if Nate and Jenny comes in? But I think they <sighs> miss each other. Uh, yeah, I think they were in either different bathrooms or something. Uh, but Dan does see his little 14-year-old sister waltz into a bathroom with Nate. Um, and Vanessa finally has has decided to face her demons and goes and talks to Dan. Um, she does say she loves him, but it's very obvious that it's not in the same way like Dan is saying that she lo- like he loves her. Um, so I guess it's like a good, healthy conversation. Dan seems to take it about as well as Dan could. Yeah, it seems like he's starting to rethink summer. He's like, okay, maybe I should go to college. Maybe I should stop framing love and my love to Vanessa in the context of art I can create about yeah. and around her. Rufus comes in as clutch dad and was like, hey, don't worry. I made all of the phone calls and I got your spot held it um, at college. And I talked to the internship guy if you still want to do it. So, like, Dan does have some options. Yes. Um, Rufus also has gotten him a car and is going to 
teach him how to drive in the summer. The Honestly, the Humphreys are such a mystery to me because it's like yeah. Jenny can have things like DKNY. And I looked up the like 70s car that they had and it was a pretty – that Rufus bought Dan and it's a pretty nice car. And I also don't feel like Rufus has a job. So I never – He did – he did mention, I think in the last book, taking out loans to send them to school. So they could just be really in debt. Oh, well, I guess yeah. Dan is going to learn how to drive this summer. So good for him. That's that's one benefit. The Humphreys stay winning, though, because Jenny's in the men's bathroom with Nate, too. Forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, the Humphreys stay winning. <laughs> Humphreys <laughs> land on top, not snow lands on top. Um, now, before we get too excited, they don't actually fuck in the bathroom. They're just Kiss City for now. Uh, but it's a fun time. It's some heavy petting. Who doesn't love that? I know. And just when you think the heavy petting is over, Blair is like, you know what? I want some heavy petting myself. So she goes up to Lord Marcus's suite. Ooh la la. But he is gone. Everything's gone. It's like he was never there. I really was like kind of hoping like if he was just a ghost this whole time, that'd be an insane turn for this book and I'd be here for it. I could see Blair having a crazy plot line of like wanting to fuck an apparition. That was, yeah, that's what I want for book 12. Like that's. <laughs> it's like first she's always taking baths when she's anxious. Something crazy happens in the next book that I'm going to tell you about when we're done recording. Yes. And then also fucking an apparition. Exactly. Um, but Marcus is not an apparition, sadly. <laughs> he leaves her a note and a plane ticket to come visit her in two weeks. So Blair's like, perfect. We're still getting engaged. Happy to hear it. Yeah, I would I would honestly kind of like that if he was like, here's a plane ticket. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You bought me something. Serena does see Nate leaving the bathroom with Jenny, and Blair kind of saddles up to her like, typical Nate, here's a cigarette. And I guess they're just buddies again in their betrayal. Yeah, they end up, they end up kissing in front of Nate to be like, look what you're missing out on, stud. And that's kind of where the book ends. It's a really weird ending. <laughs> Yeah, Nate on Ecstasy just kind of comes over and he's like, let's just all kiss. We're all beautiful and young this one time. And then they, and then just Blair and Serena kiss and then it's like, well, these kids, they have a life. And that's, that's the book. <laughs> that is the book. Um, and a lot of this book was obviously about uh, Serena basically doing the worst thing she could to Blair, which is yeah. dating her childhood sweetheart um forever sweetheart it seems yikes so for our top five we were thinking top five ways serena could possibly salvage her friendship with blair this book because i don't feel like it was really an open and closed case no no this was a, they, they tried to make it seem very black and white but it was not and serena did not do a good job of trying to like be friends with blair again yeah 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 um do you want to start with number five since that one was your idea I would love to start with number five. Uh, starting in real hot with a sentimental gesture, uh, we're talking boombox over the head from Say Anything. The twist here is it's playing I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas, which, like, how could you not be friends with that person again? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I got a feeling tonight's going to be a good night. They can go out. Yeah, they could have a good night after. What a great, what a great sentiment. And number four, we were thinking a really good supplement to Boombox from Say Anything playing I Got a Feeling. Maybe tickets to see the Black Eyed Peas before Fergie leaves the band. Yeah, Madison, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Front row tickets. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think yeah. that's, I got a feeling that's going to be a good time. I got a feeling that that's a really good gift to give your friend. Exactly. Um, and, and number three, if we're saying number four and number five don't work, we're talking a signed photo and a meet and greet with the Black Eyed Peas. I mean, I'm telling you, that's that's a hook, line, and sinker for friendship right there. Black Eyed Peas really bring everyone closer when you think about it. I mean, you give me that after the Monkey Business album, I would be yeah. like... Hey, all is said and done and forgotten. <laughs> and Nate who? I got a signed copy of a Black Eyed Peas album. <laughs> um, and number two, you're probably going to think that we're going to go with the Black Eyed Peas trend, but we're thinking a more sentimental, nice one. I think that if Serena wrote Blair a nice letter and maybe paired it with like a friend date that was modeled after an Audrey Hepburn movie that Blair really liked, that would be a good way of winning uh. her back. I hope they pick Funny Girl, and when um, her and Fred Astaire jump on the little uh, floating device and go down the river after they've just danced, mm -hmm. because I think that'd be fun to watch them sail on the river together. Oh, 
pretty sweet. I've never pretty seen sweet. it, but I trust your uh, judgment. Funny Girl's so fun, and they have a really uh, they have a really good dance scene in there that would be um, also um, a good friend date because it's very Ooh. it's very um, jutting and a lot of just like hard like do, 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 do. it's very fun. Everybody nice. should watch Funny Girl. It's a good movie. Um, and number one uh, to really just hit a lot of what we said during this podcast home. Uh, maybe Serena shouldn't have dated Nate after she hooked up with him and genuinely apologized instead and she wouldn't have lost a friend. That could have been a really good idea and that's because that's kind of human decency. Um, when you fuck up, you apologize instead of just, you know, continuing to fuck up and be a bad friend, so. I mean, you know, that's the biggest thing you can do and you have to brace yourself for the rejection of someone being really hurt and angry at you. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. How ridiculous. And that brings us to our canceled character of the week. This one was actually pretty easy. I wrote it down right away, and I'm sure you will agree. Uh, the film teacher who... Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote down. Serena's teacher, that was creepy, that was bad. X for him, he's canceled. X for him, he wasn't even in the book that long, and he got canceled. Yeah, his impression that he left was canceled. Um, and that's it, that was the book. That's it, that was the book. Um... Thank you guys so much so far for tuning in and hanging out with us. Um, We have gotten love in the form of one nice little review, um, which I send Laura, and we love that. So Uh, we love a review. Thank you. We read all of them, and then we text about how happy we are that we get a review. Or you could just give us five stars. We always text about that, too, that we got five stars, and we're like, ah, we did it. We got a five-star review. Uh, So please do that. Or you could send us an email, megginlaurapresent at gmail.com. That's another thing we text each other about saying, ah, we just got an email. How cool. We do. We Um, do. Um, We are also on Twitter and TikTok at Yeah, We Read It. Um, I posted a funny tweet today um, that I'll probably send Laura. But we are are hanging out. Um, We're hanging out online. We are on Instagram at Maggie and Laura Present. And that's going to be it um, for this episode of Y'all We Read It. Yeah, and we'll see you next week for book number nine of Gossip Girl. XOXO. XOXO. Maggie and Laura. Y'all We Read It. Y'all We Read It. <laughs>